Hey guys, welcome to episode two eight two eight. If you put two, did in- we not just say it was twenty seven? Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm just getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited about this. We've never told you guys the numbers of the episodes before, but here we are telling you now. This is number. Well, I guess no, we did on the Jordan episode. Yeah, <laughs> and the only reason it's called the Jordan episode is because it was number twenty three, but. Yeah. And I don't think we actually titled it the Jordan episode. It was probably called like Piss, Shit, Fuck, Jerk Off, something like that. <laughs> but anyways, thanks for joining us again on another exciting hot weekend. Oh, hot? It's not hot, it's cold. But, um, well, maybe it's hot where you're listening. Not you, but you know, whoever's... You who is listening to the words coming out of... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think that espresso is starting to kick in. Can you make sure that you invite me if you're warm right now? If you are above 73 degrees, please invite me over. Please. Yes. Well, we got a few phone calls after begging and pleading, and we still had the one from your friend Mike. Yeah. What? <laughs> Anyways, guys, just to remind you again that you can call in. <laughs> okay, listen, Maureen, I know that we haven't had like a formal, like we've, we've like kind of been like, oh, we need to have a, the intro. But the whole point of having the phone calls is so we don't have to beg and plead. After we play the phone call and we talk about it, then we remind people. So we got the phone number. If you want to be this person <laughs> next week, call and leave us. But if I tell them the number now, they're like, oh, God, he's saying the fucking number again. <laughs> So we're going to play this. Maybe it'll be like, it'll start being in people's head like the eight six seven five three zero nine. Right. But that's not the number. Anyway, yeah. here we go. So oh, this- anyway, so guys, now we're going into recapping where we left off last week about um, Mike's um, voicemail. Right. So here's Mike's voicemail. Oh, wait. Just kidding. <laughs> it's, God, my first, it's my first time. <laughs> Well, I hit fucking play. Why isn't it playing? Your phone's on mute. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, technical. All right, we're going to oh. try this again. Mo, Tony, I think you two need to make 2021 the year of the bucket list, starting with a party in the graveyard, because Tony was saying, one of you was saying you wanted to do that when you were growing up, but then you were like worried about it was being disrespectful. And then, like, yeah, the Hollywood cemetery movies and concerts are cool, but also it's not the same. Anyway, you guys should do it because it'll be COVID safe. But also, you guys should do it on Shrooms and you should record it and you should let us all listen. So, fuck, I forgot to... Don't use this on the air. Just (laughs) use the idea. Love you, Mo. Tony, it'll be nice to meet you one day. Okay, bye. I look forward to meeting you someday, Mike. Um, I I would be down to have a party in the graveyard on shrooms. I don't think I could record it, though. I don't really want to do a party in the graveyard on shrooms. I'm just saying. I think I'd be bored. It's it's not even. Yeah. What if it was like a graveyard with all sorts of fun lights? <laughs> Imagine. Okay. I just thought of a whole new market. All grave, okay. all graveyards look fucking identical, and they're all drab and boring. But what if we made a graveyard that was a nightclub? <laughs> huh? You want to be buried in the club? You well, I mean, I'm sure there's a market for it. That's what I'm saying. Not me. And then people could come, and you, they could buy shots and mm-hmm. pour them out on your grave. You might be onto. I'm something. telling you, I really think I think there's enough like fucking. There's enough dumb people that might like that. 
how do you want to be you could put your instagram handle on your fucking tombstone and people oh could God, tag you, know you so even in the afterlife this, i'm telling you people would fucking go for it that this is actually a possibility that you're not too far off is <laughs> we live in a world where scary be, i'm telling you i think i think i just think i had a big money move right there well shit hustle grind well, you know what i'm saying just wake up early get the bread free. You ain't gonna get no bread now. Um, how do you want to? Do you want to be buried? Uh, no, just cremate me. I don't even like. Who's gonna come and visit me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I also don't care because I'm dead. But uh, my thought process on it is, I would take up the least amount of space if you just cremated me. I'd be the skinniest and the lightest I ever weighed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to die. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, that's a whole nother thing like both of my grandparents my mom has like their ashes like she's like i want ashes and i was like why yeah just hanging out it's a box of dust i mean someone would have to collect my ashes so i guess i'd want them spread somewhere i mean in all honesty i've always joked about this i do think it would be the coolest funeral but i mean it's a joke but it's not if someone could pull it off when i die a viking funeral Oh, they just send you off to sea and burn you? They put you on the raft, and, and then everyone fires flaming arrows at the raft, so you're cremated out at sea. I or got like, you, dog. All right. <laughs> I got you. I'll Hell do yeah. that. That sounds tight. <laughs> I know how to... I can shoot a bow and arrow really good. Everyone uh, who attends my funeral gets free archery lessons the week before. <laughs> it's so much fun. Have, do you ever do archery? No, I've, I've probably fired a bow and arrow like once in my life. Oh my god! I used to, um I have a hidden talent for it. Oh okay. I don't. It's been like a very long time since I practiced these skills. Yeah. But I picked it up naturally in fifth grade. Okay. And I was like, shit, I'm kind of good at this. We and then, should we should go do archery sometime. I'm, I'm sure so there's down. like a place you can go. I mean, maybe not in COVID times. Probably though. I feel like that'd it's be an a, outdoor sport. I feel like it's a COVID friendly activity. Yeah. And you can wear a mask while doing that. No problem. Um, I'm so down for archery, archery, and um, oh, we gotta start. Remember, we also said that we we're gonna do rock climbing. Oh yeah, rock climbing is a good workout. I love it. There's a gym up over off of the Marcy Stop that they were building. Hopefully, after COVID, they'll build it. It's a rock climbing gym. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd, a I'd membership. Be, let's do it. Okay, Spider Man. Spider Man, but um. Going back to the recording on shrooms, I don't think I could record on shrooms. I just laugh way too much. Like we would just be, we would like, we'd get done and be like, that was hilarious. And then we'd listen back to it and it would just be us like wheezing, laughing and calling each other names and not making sense. <laughs> That's true. Cause I, I think about the one time that we um, shroomed during quarantine and we kept on sending videos to Jasmine and she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but we did the recording for actually we should put this on our to-do list for this week we should probably redo the voice memo intro because it's us on shrooms saying hey <laughs> you called I, us i think it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need to make a new one i don't know um anyways okay so we put this out there um for people to call in and we give a free sticker yeah so um my mom gets a free sticker <laughs> Because only one that participate. Well, we ended up getting another one after that. But right off the rip, yeah, my mom was the only one. So Go Mavis. Thank you. I appreciate you. So mom, text you. me or at... I don't think my mom actually listens. Oh. <laughs> if she does, 
she's got some crazy self control because knowing my mom, she would have she would have given me some shit for some shit I said on here at some point. So, um, um, but do you think she just wanted a photo of you? She missed you. I, think, I mean, she could call you and contact you. Maybe, but I'm sure directly. she just saw me on Instagram begging people to call and was like, "I'm gonna help my son out." My mom retired this week, though. What? Yeah, shout out, and it was her birthday. It was no. her birthday. It was her birthday. And then Biden got sworn in, and then she retired. So she's like, having a good week. Yeah, she's having a great week. Okay, good. Because yeah, she's, she's also Aquarius, so like, fun fact. Fun fact, also <laughs> an Aquarius. Did she have a nice birthday? Um, I she worked. It was her last day of work. And she's like, "Peace out, bitches, yeah. deuces." Yeah, I don't. Did she get a cake? Yeah, they they gave her like a whole little like send off and everything. Okay, it so seemed she got, nice. She should have got two cakes: a birthday cake and a retirement cake. Yeah, that would have been cool. I would have done that for her. <laughs> well, set your standards high. She said it was nice. She said, uh, she said people were all very nice to her. Even like a doctor that she worked with a lot that she uh-huh. didn't really like. She said he like basically told her like you are like one of the best like nurses I've ever worked with. Like in years, like like she's on top of her shit more than anyone else. And like knew knew her shit more than anyone else. And my mom was like, I didn't even think he really like knew who I was. So that was nice, oh, you know. That's awesome. Or maybe not like didn't know yeah. who she was, but you know, like didn't really recognize that. So, so before you go into, it, I do have a couple of questions stemming off of that. Mm-hmm. Was your mom planning on retiring this year, or did COVID like kind of? I think push COVID her? accelerated it. Uh-huh. I think she probably would have waited a couple more years before she retired, but she, she it just, just exhausted her. It just exhausted her, and it's like she's in her sixties, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, like. She's at a high risk and she's putting herself like on the front lines every fucking day while like the pandemic is going crazy. And I mean, I honestly am super happy that she retired now because they've got the whole new strain that's out that's even like 80% more infectious. And now they're finding that maybe that strain is actually also more deadly. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy she got out of there when did she, she did. Did she get her vaccine yet? Yeah, she's. Uh, I don't know if she got the second shot yet, but I know she got the first one. Um, and it's which was a couple weeks ago. So she should be if she hasn't gotten the second one yet, she should be getting it any day now. Um, the person that I um, know that got it that I told you I was speaking to on Friday uh-huh. sent me a photo of the injection site because he just got his second one. Yeah. And he said that the second the first dose was fine. Um, he was just maybe a little sore, but the second dose like did him in. He was like actually sick from it. Yeah, that's that seems to be the common what a lot of people are saying is. If you feel anything, you only feel it on the second one. But not everyone feels everything. It's like I, I it's like when people are like, I don't want to get the flu shot because I don't want to feel the flu for 24 hours. And it's like, okay, for starters, that's rare. Mm-hmm. And second of all, like the flu for 24 hours when you can plan for it is a lot better than the flu for a week and a half when you don't plan for it. True. So what's your mom going to do with her time now? Uh, She says she's going to get like just a, a little like fun part time job. Okay. And, just, you know, because she, I don't think she's getting her full pension because uh, she did retire a little early. Uh-huh. Um, but she said she's just going to find something that she enjoys doing and she's going to go get a job doing that just to like supplement what she's not getting on her pension, basically. I'm excited for her. Yeah, me too. She okay. seems really excited. We'll play her voicemail. So what yeah, did Mavis have she, to say to her for us? She left us a voicemail. There, I'll play Well, it. she left you a voicemail. Uh, yeah, I saw the... Uh, 
promo that you put out to have someone call and leave messages. I love that she's calling like I don't know it's her. Well, there's this subject um, that I think might be nice to talk about, and, and that would be, you know, women who um, grow up and become a mom, and then that mom has nothing but men and male animals in her house. And she has a male husband, a male son, a male cat, a male dog. And she freaks out one day in the kitchen while she's doing the dishes. And she grabs a paper towel roll and she sticks it up to her front of her crotch. And she screams to everyone, I have a penis too. So, I, I, well, I just like how she said a male husband, a male yeah. son, <laughs> and I also twenty twenty one. We gotta we gotta clarify here, you know. Make sure. Uh, no, uh, so my mom is like, if you've met my mom before, yeah. she's like very like, if you if it's one of your first times, second times, tenth times meeting my mom, you're probably like, oh, she's just like very quiet, very shy. But my mom has like the most whacked sense of humor. But, like, no one really gets to see that side of her except for me. Alex has probably seen it before because he's known her long enough. Uh Um, But when I was, like, a kid, so, fuck, I don't even know. I was probably in middle school, maybe even younger. I might have been in, like, fourth or fifth grade. And I, I can still remember this night. I'm sitting at the dining room table, and I don't remember what it was, but my mom was, like, in the kitchen, and she was, like, griping about like i'm just surrounded by men yada yada like kind of kidding around but whatever and then it's like kind of quiet for a second and then she turns around with like an empty paper towel roll holder like up to her crotch and she's like i have a penis too and i don't know why like maybe because i was a little kid or whatever but it was the it's still to this day like it cracks me up thinking about it because she was making this goofy face and like (laughs) swinging it around and but I don't know. I feel like a lot of my like weird, whacked sense of humor that I have uh-huh. definitely comes from my mom. But if you like most people would never know that because my mom doesn't really show that side of her too much. But yeah, no, it's. Do you think I, it's her comfort level? Like she has to trust you to come out of her shell? Yeah, I'm sure it's it's that. I just think my mom is ve- my mom is like the definition of an introvert. Oh, really? And then like, you know, my dad, he is the definition of an extrovert yeah so i feel like i'm like the weird hybrid because like i definitely have times where i really resonate with like my dad and his energy but then like i also can like really resonate with my mom and her energy but so i would say that like yeah it takes her a while to warm up to someone to really like be like her goofy self Uh uh-huh but if you get her a little drunk (laughs) She warms up a little quicker. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's uh, she's D- definitely. She, does she drink? Not like like she's not like a drinker. Um, but she she'll have drinks if like people are drinking. When I was younger, uh-huh. when I was younger, she used to drink. Oh man, Ma, I hope you don't listen to this. And if you do, I don't want to bum you out. Like, but she would drink like a bottle of wine in a night. Okay. Sometimes a little more, maybe. She had a whole male of a house of testosterone. It happens. Yeah, uh, I think this was especially 
after she like my parents got divorced uh-huh. and she was just like the single mom just dealing with me 24 <laughs> 7 okay she probably so. had needed at least two bottles probably yeah a fucking a teenage son i can't even imagine that yeah i, w- I don't think i was that b- i mean uh definitely in high school i definitely stressed my mom out i did some fucking stupid things got in trouble with the law things like that and definitely had her really stressed out and i feel I mean, I feel bad about it, but you know, kids are kids. I'm sure she stressed her parents out at some point too. Um, but yeah, no. I, I feel like you and I were a lot the same in um, in high school and middle school. That I think we're very bad. I ran away from home like several times. Did you ever run away? No, I never like. I the only time I ever ran away from home was like maybe like first or second grade, and I like I went outside and basically just hid on the side of the house for probably like. <laughs> 30 minutes and when no one realized i was gone i just walked back into the house okay, that's not running away from <laughs> no home. that's playing hide and go no, seek with yourself <laughs> exactly i never i never like ran away because oh. my thought process always was like what, what am i gonna do i don't have money you know like i'm gonna like I, I think all kids have that moment of like i'm gonna run away fuck you mom and dad i'll show you but then like where am i gonna go all my friends live with their parents so it's not like I'm going to go stay at a friend's house. You never house. had like one friend that had the parent that was like, you can stay here, honey. Maybe, but I still wasn't like comfortable like just showing up and like crack. I don't know. No, I don't not think really. your home life was that bad. No, it, it wasn't. So like there wasn't a reason to escape. Honestly, at like the age where kids like run away. So like in your teenage years, uh-huh. my parents like split when I was 15 and my mom like she you know not immediately but a little while after that started dating but she wouldn't like bring guys back to the house because uh, that's where i was yeah. so she would like go stay at a guy's house so she would she was like dating a guy and she would go stay at his house on the weekends so like you had I, a lot of independence i had a lot of independence and then my mom she worked i mean she worked down near boston um so it was like a 35 minute 45 minute drive home for her sometimes even longer and so, I mean, I was home alone most days until like, you know, six or seven o'clock at night if I was home when my mom got home. And if not, like, I don't know, I was just out. She was, my mom was really cool. It was pretty much like, if I tell you to be home, be home. And so that was it. And I, you, and so you got in a lot of trouble off the internet though, too. I got into some trouble on the internet as a I, kid, but that was, that was way younger. Way younger? Yeah. Oh, I got into trouble off the internet at 17. Oh, no, I got in trouble. Or, yeah, 17. I was probably, I would have been in middle school. I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I got. <laughs> I think you talked about it. Did I? The coding thing. or what, Yeah, what? I, we, we, it was like people would make like what was called progs. We were, we were progers. <laughs> we were making progs, kicking. And it was like things that could like kick someone off off AOL while they were in the middle of their session you know it would like boot you off the computer or whatever and then I made um like a a a virus that was a password stealer and then then it got circulated around within like little like progger communities and someone sent it to someone who worked at AOL what and like stole their password and when it all got like when they backtracked everything back, it showed that I was the root of where this thing came from originally. So the FBI and came, didn't they? We got contacted by the authorities <laughs> and like all this shit. And 
all it really resulted in was my family getting booted off of AOL services for life. But yeah. Shit, bitch. Thank God that's not around anymore. Yeah, we had to go to Earthlink after that. Oh, I remember Earthlink. Yeah, we had Earthlink and then I just got, that's when I got AIM. Because before I didn't need AIM because I had AOL. So yeah. I could talk to everyone on AIM through AOL. But then I had to get AIM. Oh, so you could have AIM even though that's an AOL yeah, because that was just like some freebie software. AOL was like you're using you're using their, I mean, not to get too technical with it, but you're using their servers to connect to the internet, and they're providing your internet service. AIM is just like it's like Instagram. It's just an app. You know, it's not fucking Verizon or T-Mobile. You get what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Anyway. Damn. How do you pay back that you literally cut your family off from the internet? <laughs> I mean, they were they were not happy, but now it's very. What in case your funny. dad was like an avid blogger and like you took away from his career? <laughs> I don't think blogging even existed yet at that point. Did like, you make your own like you know how you can make your own AOL profile? Yeah. Did you like make it with all the fonts and like? Of course. So did Shit I. was pimped out. <laughs> when when MySpace finally came around and people were like, "Oh, you can customize all this," I was like, "Dog, I've been in this shit. I'm, I'm, I'm I know what I'm doing." This. Before that, I was making like, remember, uh, I don't know if you had any friends who did this, but like, you know, I was a nerd. So I had friends who would make websites and you can make them on like GeoCities or Angel Fire. Yeah. Angel Fire. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a, <laughs> oh man. What? I had a website in middle school uh-huh. that was a Star Wars website called, called Tony's Super Star Wars <laughs> site. Can you Google it to see if it's, it's still gone. out there? It's gone. Does. I deleted oh. it. I did, I, so when I got into high school, mm-hmm. so in middle school, I was a giant fucking nerd. I mean, I like, you know, I was like into skating and snowboarding, but like, I wasn't like, A, I wasn't getting chicks and B, like, I, I didn't care. I shouldn't say I didn't care. Like, I mean, I was a fucking, I was like 13, 14. I was horny as hell. You know, yeah. like, like we were discussing in the last episode, I just discovered jerking off of Victoria's <laughs> Secret Lotion. You know, I wanted to You're see where I could take luxury. this. Luxury. Um, but, uh, when I got to high school, so my town was a small town. We didn't have a high school. Mm -hmm. So we went to the other town for high school. And when I got to high school, uh, I met some kids and whatever. And someone found out that I had the star Wars website and we were in class. And this is before like classes all had computers and this was before smartphones or anything like that. So like. We're in class and some kid was telling these girls that I had a Star Wars website and was like kind of clowning me. And I was like, no, I don't. I just lied through my <laughs> teeth. I was like, no, I don't. And like I I didn't even go home. I went at lunch to the fucking library, logged into my website from the library and deleted like two years of work. Just boom, gone. I was like, nope, you ain't going to catch me slipping like that, son. <laughs> I'm I'm over here talking about like the different types of fucking species in the Star Wars universe and like cataloging all sorts of characters. Dog, I know, I know. I I mean, a lot of it has since escaped my mind, but I used to know way too much about Star Wars. You know what's so interesting is that when we were kids, if you like Star Wars, you were nerdy. Now it's cool. Yeah, now it's cool. Well, now like nerd culture is cool in general. Like everything that was like nerdy when we were kids is the cool shit now. Like Star Wars. It's cool to like Star Wars. Like uh, if 
if if Baby Yoda, I wouldn't even if say ba- it's cool. I would say it is. It's acceptable. Like it's no one normal culture now. Yeah, it's, it's almost like commercial culture. Yeah, I it's mean, almost very vanilla. Definitely. Um, I mean, like if Baby Yoda had been a thing when we were kids, like no no one our age, you know, in high school or anything would have had like a Baby Yoda pin on their bag. I'm sure that's pretty fucking common now. I would say maybe you're a trendcaster. Maybe. maybe you saw you knew that this shit was hot. I've never watched a Star Wars. Really? I can't get into it. Um the first trilogy is like iconic and cool uh-huh. and like honestly the way that they did the sets and the styling and stuff is all really cool. The second trilogy I have like nostalgia I love it for. That you call it the first and second trilogy. I would have literally said like the first one and the second uh, one. No, 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 no. Trilogies. Well, because yeah, the first trilogy is episodes four, five, and six, and so then they did the prequel trilogy, which was episodes one, two, and three. Right? Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to just. This would have been a lot shorter had you not cut me off. Anyway, the second trilogy is pure fucking garbage, mm-hmm. but. It's like nostalgic, you know, because it came out at a time. It's the first one in that trilogy, I think, came out like right before I went into high school. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school. And so I was hyped because I had like the website and everything. Like I was hyped. Were like you a in whole- like a, a group, like a, a chat room? Message boards for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I forget the name of the message board. It had something to do with the Dagobah system, though, which is where Yoda's from. Well, not from, but where he lives. Anyway, you guys <laughs> need to see the fucking avant-garde look he just gave me. Like he just fucking dropped some knowledge on me. That's not that's not that intensive knowledge. If you watch the movies more than once, you know that. Anyway. um, but I used yeah. to get up, so I always get movies confused. So I think I've seen glimpses of Star Wars, but I get confused with Spaceballs. Well, Spaceballs is just like a spoof of Star Wars. I know, Wars, it's so. a parody of yeah. it. Um, but so I can't tell you where one begins and the other one. So let me ask you this Did you have anything when you were a kid that, like, when you started to get older, you were like, Ooh, I hope no one knows that I did that? Um, I still played with Barbies up until like fourth or fifth grade okay. just because I like dressing things up yeah and stuff like that but like i i think you probably dealing with the same thing like i did i think for some i was so there becomes a point that you're so innocent that you're just like absorbing and doing what you want and then you become something snaps and you're like oh fuck this isn't cool and you become hyper aware of what everybody else thinks and you almost become conscious of it and you stop growing in a sense or like really yeah. being a hundred percent you you know yeah and so i think fifth grade was the point that i was like oh i'm doing some things that like people would pick on me for and i became a bar- embarrassed of it rather than like oh this is what i meant to yeah that was like in sixth grade i stopped wearing sweatpants to school <laughs> <laughs> you know i was like this ain't it <laughs> yeah and then you become- Genco's that's where it's at i'm trying to get some pussy in these giant ass <laughs> Genco's. <laughs> In sixth grade, it was all about like um, the Looney Tunes like sweaters. Remember when Looney Tunes oh, yeah. did revival? Yeah, and you, it would be like TLC. It'd be like Bugs and Taz, and they were wearing like they'd be wearing like Yankees jerseys, yeah. and their pants would be sagged, and they'd have backwards hats. And then on the back, it was just the back view of them. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was my sixth grade. So I I started kind of dressing cool in sixth grade, but like I went into the beginning of sixth grade like 
really kind of fifth grade-ish. Like I remember like my sixth grade yearbook photo is like I'm wearing round glasses. I have a choker on. Like I look like Blossom. <laughs> like and I have curly like a bob hair and it's curly and it but it's like a half ponytail and i'm wearing a baby doll dress with the knee with the remember when you could get the different laser effect backgrounds yeah, and it, yeah, was yeah. The, it was the green one nice because green was my favorite color hell yeah and like so i was just doing everything i liked right yeah. and then by like quickly i got a crush on the guy that was like in, um a junior or whatever he was in seventh grade <laughs> And not a junior. Not a junior. This was middle school. I got a crush on Tom Thorpe. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do any of this. Oh. I, and I started dressing like cool. Cool. But not really cool. <laughs> I but, got you. You know, I kind of had a revival because I that was public school. And then I think public school is very like kind of ruthless. And then as we've talked before, I then got kicked out of school, public school. And I had to go to private school. And I feel like private school, because the school was so tiny and in a bubble that it was kind of a step back that like kids were allowed to be themselves still. Yeah. And like a lot of the kids were just into things that like I had never known about. Like I got into Grease, the movie Grease, because like all the kids in the school like Grease. Did you have to wear a uniform at that school? Mm -hmm. I feel like and maybe this is just all hypothetical, but I, I feel like wearing a uniform to school gives you a little bit more maybe mental freedom to be yourself still kind of because you're conform like I know for me mm-hmm. as a kid like every day I woke up and like when I was like getting ready to go to school like I always was going to put on something that I thought looked good mm-hmm. you know but like you get, it's like oh I've already worn my favorite shirt this week like I can't wear it again no, type shit. I disagree shit. with you because um there's still like a rule a rule of coolness with the school so like um with the uniforms you could wear either pants and like the sweatshirt mm-hmm. like um the school sweatshirt but you had to wear a collar shirt yeah and that's where the more tomboy like not girly girls were mm-hmm. and if you were more of a girly girl you wore like the skirt but there was a way to wear it kind of like clueless because clueless came out and my seventh or eighth grade year my eighth grade year so like the plaid skirt like you would wear like we had like the little snap um bow tie thing (laughs) okay not the snap bow tie but it's the snap collar thing and we like it was just like it was it was about how you styled it okay okay. so like there was different ways to still be fashionable granted it did take away a little bit more of that stress but it still was about the name brand shoes that you wore and stuff like that but there was a at least uh, uh, even playing field. You only had the same components to work with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was still like, oh, how did you dress that? Yeah. Maybe that's be- how I became so stylish with the things that I know now. I was working with a very oh, limited uh, palette. Re- uh, palette, but I reworked it. Not really, I wasn't. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to wear like a turtleneck and I hated turtlenecks. Yeah, yeah I always hated a turtleneck. That's what I. But then I wore dickies. Okay. You know the like little fake turtleneck. No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Never mind. I thought you <laughs> meant like pants, and I was like dickies turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it's like a turtleneck that just is a fucking like a turtleneck poncho. Like I don't know what else you call it. But yeah. So seventh grade, middle seventh grade is when I first went to the private school, and by eighth grade I kind of got it, and then ninth grade was when I went to another school because. We had graduated and we went to high school 
and I I had my I had my like style by then. Like I came back and I was like, okay, this is me. Okay. And so like by ninth grade I nailed it. And then my mom was like, hey, well since you're so fashionable, I'm just gonna fucking now make you go to Las Vegas and make you rethink this whole thing again. And then <laughs> I thought I was a chola. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I embraced um. And thought it was Selena for a minute. It was hot. I think that's cool. It uh, is. I like it. I got all these little flavors I love, of me. I love uh, Chola style. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I I first when I first moved, I was like really like into the preppy look that I was bringing from East Coast. Like I remember I bought Nikes. I bought Tommy Hilfiger's. And then I thought it was gothic for a second. And then I started hanging out with a lot of hispanics and i was like oh and hanging out on like the east side of las vegas and i was like going to swap meets and getting like the little bitty bomba outfits and like (laughs) okay (laughs) had really thin uh, thin eyebrows oh for sure i could i could have already guessed that (laughs) real thin um but yeah so i like that lip liner like dark lip liner i i didn't do i i never always wear no i had like the blue eyeshadow and stuff okay yeah um little spice girls and a little selena combination i got you i got you yeah it's like if the spice girls were cholas yeah and then i that was a really easy transition for me to go into the raver look you know oh for it was sure kind of definitely going because then you bring a little gwen stefani in there by you know yeah 10th grade no doubts kicking off very like you know um rasta west coast vibes and then baggy pants you're going right into raverville right into raverville yeah that makes sense yeah i was like sixth grade was when i started like being concerned about wearing clothes that weren't lame (laughs) you know at that time anyway uh and so i went from wearing like sweatpants to school every day to like i made my parents go buy me jenko's because that was like all the rage at the time how what's the widest jenko that you had fuck i don't know it completely can you please show me a picture one day yeah i'll find one i have i have a picture of like my grandma wearing my jenko's she put them on (laughs) and she put on like like a basketball jersey i had and a hat and like some sunglasses i have so many funny pictures oh my god this week's photo should be just all of our embarrassing ones from this that's a good idea yeah i'll have to I'll have to see if my mom or my dad can send me some because I don't have them on deck, but they, I guarantee they do. But then seventh grade, uh, Abercrombie really took off. Oh, you went prep. You yeah. Went prep. I was just like everyone wore Abercrombie. It didn't matter if you were like a skater or whatever. Like that was like the cool clothes to have. So that was like seventh, eighth grade. Even into high school, we were still all wearing like a lot of Abercrombie. I was wearing like Abercrombie. Or like band t-shirts and skate shoes. What was your first band t-shirt? Hmm. I think it was it was a small, it was like a local band called Jericho. Oh, okay. Um they I were think like I remember a, Jericho. Probably not. I think I've seen it. It's with a J. No, you're thinking of Walls of Jericho, I bet. Oh, maybe okay. different band. Um no, this band was called Jericho, and then they changed their name, and I think they're still a band. I think they're called Smoke or Fire. I don't know. It was like a post-hardcore band, but uh-huh. I remember that was like, I think that was the first like band merch I ever bought. I'd gone to some shows before that, but I mean, I never had money. Um, I don't know why I had money that night, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the first band shirt I got, and I remember. Well, what age was I remember this? thinking I was so. Oh, I was probably like a freshman. 
Oh, shit. You um, didn't have your first band t-shirt until you were a freshman? I only went to like my first show like in eighth grade or something like that. I didn't go to my first show until I was in seventh grade. But by fi- um, sixth grade, I had my first band t-shirt. My first band t-shirt is the Pearl Jam t-shirt. Oh, I'm talking about like if you go to a fucking no, show and buy like a shirt. No, I'm talking about the first time you had like a band t-shirt. Oh, I don't remember. I'm sure I had other stuff before that. You know what, though? Did you see that photo I posted um, for my mom's birthday? Yeah. And, and it, I'm wearing like that stupid hat. Uh-huh. That was like sixth grade. But my buddy responded and he's like, he's like, uh, you should have kept that shirt because it was like a Beavis and Butthead shirt. He's like, you could probably sell that shirt for like 300 bucks now because it's uh. like the original like Beavis and Butthead t-shirt. I wish I would have kept it. I mean, it was probably like a size small or medium. Um, it wouldn't fit anymore, but you could have sold st- it or I could have styled it on someone for a shoot. That would have been cool. It's tight. Yeah. I love old vintage t-shirts and I wish oh, I held too. on to so many of mine. Yeah. I, I like... I always see all of them, and that's normally what most of my eBay um, is me searching. What am I searching right now that I really wanted? Um, I don't even look at eBay right now because I owe them money. <laughs> I can't use my account until How I... do you owe eBay money? Because I sold a camera on there, and then uh-huh. I, I guess I have to pay them a fee oh, for selling on yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, because I've used eBay before, <clears> and I felt like I didn't have to pay a fee, but this time I did. Yeah, their and, terms always change. Yeah, so whatever. And sometimes they have, like, lists for free and blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, and I think then they have different ones. eBay got confusing, dog. I don't even get to sell on eBay anymore because it's so stressful. I need to sell on eBay well, it doesn't right even, now. It doesn't feel like it used to where you'd get on there and you'd be like bidding on things. Now everything's like buy it now. People have like quantities of things. It's just like a marketplace. now. It's like Amazon. But there is some bidding. Yes. But like most of the time, I'm just first thing I search before bidding stuff is buy it now. Can I find it cheap on a buy it now and just get it now? Or do I have to like, because I buy cameras and stuff on mm-hmm. there. So then if not, a lot of times I'll find like a deal on a camera that's ending in a couple days that's already really cheap. And I just watch it and then I bid. But at the last, in the last 30 seconds. I just buy a lot of thrifted clothes off of Amazon. I mean, off of eBay and then um, vintage things. So like right now I'm searching for a rug. Rugs are good on there. Oh, okay. FYI, because yeah. I know you you've been wanting a rug i need to get a rug for in here yeah. i have two rugs that i need to get rid of but i they're not for free <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> actually for... i have three rugs well then i'll just keep searching online for one you're pay buy. for one but you won't pay for one for me what then i gotta go pick it up from you if i pay for one online it's gonna get shipped to me well i already come over here anyways i forgot those lights for you and i was gonna ask my uber driver to go back but i was like you know what take your losses dog you sometimes ubered? She... yeah i ubered mm. i i was too it's fucking t- cold well, I'm just very tired. I've been sleeping like shit because my it's so fucking hot in my apartment. Oh I, my god, yeah, it is. <laughs> I kept the window open, and it's been so windy that everything on my on the porch keeps on blowing, and it's just waking me up in the middle of the night. That I almost like sometimes question if I woke up in the middle of the night and heard people outside. You should just put in earplugs. You know, <laughs> so guys, <sighs> I am now officially a nerd. I've been diagnosed to have a mouth mouth guard. (laughs) So that makes you a nerd. I have a mouth guard at night now because I now have developed grinding my teeth at night. Grinding in your sleep. (laughs) Grinding. (laughs) Um, I pull it out in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll wake up and I'll be like, where's my mouth guard? I pull it out in the middle of the night because it's so uncomfortable to sleep with. I will do that with earplugs. I don't I don't think so. Earplugs are different. When I go on tour with 
people, uh-huh. I always bring earplugs, not for me, for everyone else. I'm just like, there's a high probability I'm going to snore. And if you fall asleep before me. Did you snore? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe they, that's why you're single. If I sleep on my stomach, I don't snore. But most of the time, I end up sleeping on my back. It's not good for you to sleep on your stomach. Okay. So then I sleep on my back and snore. Anyway. Because uh, you go like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Um, but no, I just give earplugs to everyone. And I'm like, I'm going to snore. And I don't want to hear anyone bitch about it. So I've given you earplugs. If I fall asleep before you, you probably want to put those bitches in. If you fall asleep before me, you'd probably be fine. That's very polite of you. Yeah. Do you like put in a little gift bag and like, here you no, go. No, I just have a box of them and I just set them on a table and I'm like, grab what you need. Happy tour, guys. <laughs> Happy tour. <laughs> you fucking stuck with me. Um, Tight. Can't wait. I don't. I'm afraid of drinking this beer because last time I drank, I had a headache. But you know, what? I'm off tomorrow. So let's try it. Let's go. It's Glutenberg. Glutenberg? Yeah, guys, I'm really feeling the gluten-free beers lately. Hell yeah. I, I, I think like that one time that we we're like, oh, let's get beers. And I was like, you know, I just really miss drinking a beer. And this is, I've been picking up a, like a six pack a week. Damn, dude. You're an alcoholic. I am. But you know, my stomach flat right now still oh, too. Yeah. You know, is that, that gluten-free? Skinny beers. <laughs> Maybe I should start drinking skinny beers. It's hard to give up the Pacifico though. This one tastes good. It's only 241 calories. Oh, okay. Do you want to try it? No, I'm good. Okay. But thank you. You're welcome. Not a problem. Appreciate the offer. Do you have anything else to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) What's new with you? I'm in a really good mental space. Yeah. I feel like I have analyzed and let go and um, of the thing that's plagued me for a month. I, th- I think I've come to full circle on why I was crying about it for so long. Do you um, care to discuss it or you yeah, don't want to okay. leave it off the air, you know? Let me adjust my mic. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I've loosely said that somebody popped up in my from my past mm-hmm. and I've been analyzing it and it's kind of thrown me off and I stepped off from dating sites guys you know you called my fucking bluff i'm back on them the guys didn't call your bluff i called your fucking bluff (laughs) and i would just i appreciate you for keeping it on the low and not putting me on blast last month uh, last week when i told you no i I, I was gonna say i was gonna let you reintroduce your dating problems (laughs) let me reintroduce myself my name is hove ho h to the ov used to move snowflakes by the oz m to the oe used to not eat carbs but now you see me <laughs> you didn't know i had those bars did you <laughs> i didn't know you knew the term bars actually that's even better for you me. guys constantly bars. constantly doubt my street cred but i'm telling you it's mo to the is all what do you got what do you got what do you got okay <laughs> I've been so you're back mo- on the fucking apps huh you're back on the apps i'm on one app on one app which one Hinge. Where can the guys in the greater New York City area find you? You can find me on Hinge or you can find me in my DMs. Just slide around through. Go ding dong. I see you. Not really. I'm not going to respond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I I realized why I was so upset as I think I knew the realness of it. And I, I have to be really 100% honest that I think I've been kind of like. 
I've grown in the last six months. I know I keep on talking about that, but I think like I knew I couldn't go back to that. Like, I think I knew that was unhealthy. And I also think that I was like, fuck, it's too late for this to go back yeah. to rekindle. Like, I knew that it was going to take a lot more work than either of us wanted to put into it. Yeah. Or I could rely on him to put on it. And yeah. I didn't want to at this point. Um, and I kind of just let it go. Like, I've been letting it fizzle out. Like, you got to show up. He hasn't been showing up. And I'm just like, why am I going to keep on chasing it? And I knew I finally realized that I can I could control. Am I going to conton- continuously still be in this? And not get satisfied, or am I just going to step away from it? And I chose to step away last weekend, and I feel a lot better. Um, it's such a liberating feeling when you get to that point. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I have nothing to say to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I know how that goes. Uh, but almost, you want the last word. Yeah, that used to be me. I used to want the last word, and then I realized it's almost more powerful to just not say anything at all. Well, I technically had the la- I technically was the last one to text, so and I feel in a way he still has a power, but oh, because he could still respond. Yeah, but but how the, long ago did you text? Exactly a week ago. Oh, and he okay. Well, if he responds, that's him trying to initiate a new conversation. You had the last fucking word. All you do is leave him on red. I had the last word, but he left me on red. But I don't feel any lost control because I think he knows. I think he would text me if he knew that he, it was going to be easy or like he could play these games. I think he knows in his mind that like she ain't feeling me. Yeah. I I mean, we talked about it pretty extensively before. Not on here, but, you know, mm-hmm. just in the comfort of our friendship. Um, and I, I still think that he probably, I mean, he popped back up. You know, and I think he probably popped up because he remembered good times he had with you, but also was probably horny. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I've done it before. Every guy has, you know, had that moment of like, oh, I was having a good thing with this person. And then, I mean, it happened to me recently. Even yeah. like I had been having a good thing with someone. And then like I kind of just like ghosted out d- go dealing with my own personal shit. And then, you know. I popped back up in their life and uh, and then like I started like really like feeling like, oh, maybe I do really like this person, but they have made it very, I shouldn't say difficult, but just like they're not there at the same they're, place. They're anymore. not, they're not in the same. Yeah. They're not in the same place anymore. And obviously like me like disappearing at some point for, you know, six weeks or something like that. Uh, Probably also. But I don't even feel like you ghosted on that person. I feel like for me, this person entirely ghosted on me. Yeah. And disappeared for six months. Yeah. You, I, mean, I still feel like you were polite. You just weren't present anymore. Yeah, I was. I was just dealing with my own stuff. But yeah. um, but yeah. So anyway, long story short, I mean, like you also told that person that it could still exist only physical. What in the when we first were hanging out. When it kind of went aloof for six weeks, didn't you still say like oh, it could still be sexual? Sex- no, no. I mean, even even early on when when we first started hanging out, I was like, I just don't know if I really like got it all in me right now for a relationship. Mm-hmm. But like, sex is good, so like I'm good with like hanging out and stuff like that. And then you know, I just didn't even have it in me for a while for even that, and I just kind of fizzled out. And then like, uh. You know, you get you kind of start. So 
what I'm I'm putting myself in his shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to a point where like, okay, I was feeling a little bit better. And then I was like, man, I really want to hang out with this person again. Um, and then I started hitting her up again. And we hung out a little bit, but like she's also going through her own personal shit. And so then stopped hanging out again. Um, tried to hang out like a bunch of times. And like every time it just kind of like didn't end up happening. Um, and so I just, I got for me. So I feel like I went from how he was mm-hmm. to the, how you are. Because then it was like, okay, well, like I've tried hanging out with you like three or four times now. And every time, like last minute or day of, it's like, oh, rain check, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I went from like, went from feeling, I feel like how he was feeling coming towards you to now how you're feeling coming towards him, which is like, look, like, I, you know, it's been a couple months of me trying to hang and, and, you kind of giving me the runaround that now I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like if you hit, if she hits me up and wants to talk, like I'm down to talk, but like, I, I just, I, you know, I also think it's, then you just stay in a cycle of hurt or confusion. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't want that anymore. And that's the thing. Like, I think, and that's why I was telling you, like, you need to be really clear with them. Mm-hmm. Be like, what are your intentions? Like, don't take this the wrong way. Like I'm enjoying that the fact that you popped back up but like are you just gonna disappear again because if you're just gonna disappear again like i just need to save my own fucking i didn't get i didn't even get the opportunity and that's well i i mean i guess i could have had the opportunity i just don't feel like the timing was good and you can beg to differ with me but like i just realized he's a fucking mess like to the fact that like okay you pop up five days before you go out of town for a fucking month yeah I, i mean that to me right there just screams horny i think but he didn't even try to hang out with me. Didn't you guys meet up before he went out of town? But that wasn't planned. That was like impromptu. Right. But it ended up happening. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't planned, but it was like the opportunity wouldn't have presented itself had he not started texting you. Yeah, I know. So maybe he was looking for the opportunity. I'm just saying like a guy popping up like that mm-hmm. who you had a thing with, he either is having the realization that, oh, shit, I dropped the ball on that or he's having a horny moment. Mm hmm. And I mean, I've been in both situations um, as the guy, like in a lot of times now, like before I text someone that like I used to like hang out with and shit, like hook up with or whatever, uh-huh. uh, before I text them, I'm th- I always say to myself, like, am I horny mm-hmm. or do I really want to hang out with this person? Mm-hmm. And like, I know this sounds stupid, but I'll go jerk off. And then I don't think that sounds stupid. And then right after jerking off, I'll be, like, I'll be like, do I still want to hang out with this person? And sometimes the answer is yes. Uh-huh. But more often than not, the answer is no. <laughs> I'll like jerk off and then I'll be like, I don't want to talk to them right now. You know? Yeah, I think it could possibly. I, I think that could be one factor or probably is. I think he and also th- is. Uh, he's not a good person. I also don't think there's anything wrong with being horny and hitting someone up, but I think you need to be transparent about it. You yeah, know? and I think he's so fucking fake. Yeah. I mean, I tell you about other discussions, like everything turns into like, oh, he's already done that or, oh, he knows something about that or like blah, blah, blah. And like... It's, he's a know-it-all. I think all I see is like insecurity that you're trying to prove like... Well, I feel like a lot of know-it-alls are super insecure. That's yeah. why they're fucking know-it-alls. Yeah. And I think, I think that he couldn't even 
be that transparent with me because that would put him in the lines to be honest and vulnerable. Yeah, I mean... And I think he's nothing but games. I think he's nothing but fucking games. I mean, look at how many games he played for with me when he was out of town. It was trickling back in, telling me he missed me, telling me that, oh, if he could, he would fly me out, and telling me that all the Airbnbs were full. Bitch, they ain't full. I just booked one, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Pulling then, up on your block, motherfucker. <laughs> and, then, and then telling me, like, oh, he, he might stay, and then... Like, just playing games with me. And it's like, you are too grown for this. You are stuck in this cycle of shit. Let me ask you this. Uh And and be real. How often, when you guys talk, does the... I mean, like, obviously, it's not 24-7, but how often does the conversation... Turn sexual? Yeah, turn sexual. Like, if you had to guess, what percentage of time? I would say 50-50. Yeah. I'm a very sexual person too. Like, yeah. And also like. Okay. Then, How and, often does, does he take it sexual before you do? I would say we both own that because like last week when he was texting me, he was just checking in and I sent him a nude. <laughs> hey, what's up? Here's my ass. No, I was just like, I look fucking good. You might, you might not see this point of view right now. <laughs> okay. I'm All like. Right. Just I'm curious, sorry, if you're going to be a fuck boy, I'm going to treat you like a fuck boy. Because that would be, I mean, that would be a telltale sign for me like. If I every time I talk to someone, if they just kept bringing it back to sex, I'd be like, okay, this is no. We definitely like, had some conversations that were just me and him talking, okay, and no sex. All right, well, or that's like good. the most that it was like physical talk was like, oh, I wish I could make out with you right now, hmm. or like I thought about you. I think it's probably a combination of like horniness and loneliness, but I wouldn't. I I I would still advised to proceed with caution on that dude i'm down with him yeah well good. unless he's sh- like no i i just i'm so exhausted from the feelings of the anxiety from it i yeah. can't do it That's you would fair. have to be a totally different person but i don't trust who you are i also met who your roommate was i think you guys are all douches and we've nailed it on the head before that i think he's like the cool guy out of like a very vanilla crowd yeah like the centric one like he's the kooky one. Oh yeah like and i think i used to be that friend (laughs) (laughs) and i and i might be totally wrong but he didn't show me anything else different yeah i was definitely that friend at one point when i lived with a bunch of frat boys and i was covered in tattoos yeah and I, i i think you could own that and be comfortable with that but i also think he's never dealt with a girl like me well, I don't think anyone's ever done that. <laughs> but I, 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 like, I mean, to the point that we talked about, like, the hardcore and punk scene. And he's like, yeah, I went to the, I went to a couple punk shows. I'm like, what nah, punk shows did you nah, go? No, that's not. Nah. Yeah, like. Every, uh, I guarantee you, if you threw him in, like, a mosh pit, he'd do the, like, push mosh thing. Like, yeah, you would see on, like, yeah. Headbangers Ball or something in, like, the early 2000s. Like, and you know what the thing is? I think so many men have, like, this testosterone and mis- masculinity that, that intimidates them or like they feel less than because they didn't participate in that and like oh well she thinks less of me no i actually appreciate that you have a different culture than i do yeah because like he grew up in a lot of cool situations and you have an exposure to things that i didn't have we just grew up differently yeah i i think i mean there's definitely especially just in that scene which mm-hmm. you, you know i could see as an outsider it'd be even weirder but like in that scene it's it's just all like a bunch of like alpha male posturing testosterone bullshit like i mean not all of it there's there's a lot of it that isn't 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, the thought of like going to a show and like swinging your arms furiously and hitting people and getting hit to the sound of music, <laughs> um, it, it's it's at its core, it's like a very primal, raw, like testosterone-driven thing. And so, I think when you meet guys and they find out that you were going to stuff like that, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I saw Green Day once." Yeah, and it's I'm like, like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Or like, or they'll give you like, you know. Maybe they saw like you know what the hard thing is. I'm, I think I'm extremely well rounded. Like yeah, me and him related on a lot of like techno music. Like he, like we were at the same Coachella together. Like we saw Air, which is like a very like yeah. I I know extreme a lot of trip hop and like stuff from that, and that that was so much of me. I think I have a lot of diversity in that, and I think I don't think that's common with yeah. how much knowledge I have in different genres and i think at times i think that could be intimidating to a guy but also i think like i don't think any i think i get an underestimated at times yeah i could see that i like it's weird because i don't know i don't even feel like i have conversations about myself like that with people anymore like I don't even get into those situations. I think even in like our friendship throughout this year, like us getting closer, I think that you and I have discovered like, oh my God, you have so much more depth. Yeah. And like, I think that's just not even in relationships. I think that's in friendships. I think that's in peer to peer. I think that's work. I guess I'm just, I mean, between us, it's like when I discover something new about you, I'm like, oh, I, I had no fucking clue about that. But like, to me, it it, it kind of makes sense because we've been friends for so long and like we've always like had our groove, whatever. So it's like when it's something that's like outside of what we know of each other, it's a little like, oh, okay. But like, um, I'm just thinking about it now and like, I don't like, and maybe this is why I'm bad at online dating <laughs> or maybe everyone else is bad at online dating. But like, I rarely have, and I think, I really have those conversations anymore where it's like I'm talking about like things I'm into and things I've done and stuff like that and like vice versa, someone else. It's never like learning. I don't ever have conversations in these dating scenarios where like I'm learning about people and they're mm-hmm. learning about me. And now I'm like, it, and it's just dawning on me at this fucking moment where with like before, you know, back in the day you'd be dating someone and you'd be texting and you'd be, you'd be talking about everything and like, oh, I used to do this and like sharing photos from it and stuff. And now it's like, I don't know. There's just no, there's no substance to I fucking just, conversations. I mean, you're still newer to dating. Well, it's been a couple years now. Tony, I was single. I, I want to say, okay, I, I've i been single since 2010. And 10. Yeah. And because you've been single since basically the night I met you. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that week I met you yeah. is the week I became single. Um, I would say, okay, I had that stint with a 21-year-old when I first got single. And we kind of knew each other, but it was it was Las Vegas. It was a small town. Like, he was in my yeah. crowd, right? So we, we knew each other of that crowd. But he didn't know all the, the background stories of me. And that was the hipster scene. So, like, you didn't know my hardcore background. Even though there's roots already in Las Vegas from that. But, like, you didn't know that. I, I would say the first person that... I kind of connected and started knowing the layers behind was 
that guy that I said was like the love of my life, my first, like the first guy I really liked when I dated out here. And that wasn't until 2016. So not until six years later did I really like have a good connection, a, a connection that you started peeling away the layers. Yeah. And it's funny because this is the same person that I re- I guys I f- remember like a couple episodes I was like I'm thinking about reaching out to that guy that I just need to get laid I did it I bit the fucking bullet I did it and guess what he said okay Boom. but I was so you penciled I, in the dick appointment I penciled it and a little work came up from him we're gonna do it it's okay um but. I re- when I first dated him, I was so insecure and I didn't let him in. And I think now I'm finally like me and him are realizing the people that we are underneath. But like, I mean, that that's taken four years. Yeah. And that's now kind of ruined that. Like, I, I, I kind of unless me and him really like connected and said hey we both like it i think it would be a compromise but i think we're both attracted to each other we have a good physical connection we can bullshit really good but i don't think we're really compatible i think like him and i personality wise don't really totally 100 percent mesh i think we need different things but we can at least connect to having like a casual uh, a casual relationship but like i would be ideal (laughs) Right now for me, like a casual relationship. I get laid. Obviously, she gets laid. Yeah. You know, like maybe two times. I'm very much looking forward to this. Maybe like sex twice a week would be nice. I want once a week. I'm saying for me. Uh Like if someone who I could like hang out with like twice a week, like we have sex, we have dinner, you know, we hang out, watch TV, whatever. Like that would be like my perfect groove right now just like once or twice a week just hanging out whatever and like she's busy with her own thing i'm busy with all my things but like you know just a little i'm not looking for anything fucking crazy but this is we're so whole fucked up he could have had that and he said he was trying to do casual bro all i want is leave me to my shit monday through friday let's hook up once a weekend i come over at night we hang out the next day I'm good. We fuck a bunch of times. We're good. That's yeah. all I fucking want. That'd be ideal. Um, I think part of the thing, though, I will say that a lot of guys say they want a casual thing is like their way of saying. I want to control this. I I I don't want to be committed. Like there's there's a lot of guys who I feel like will say, oh, I just want I just you know, I'm just looking for something casual. Which means that they're looking for the opportunity to fuck something else if it comes along. Uh-huh. But if they find out you wouldn't fuck something else when it oh, came yeah, along, 100%. not all guys. I feel like you know we're getting we're becoming more and more progressive as a society. But still, a lot of guys would be bent out of shape if if someone see. I don't want that kind of casual. I I want to look. The thing is, is like I want to be able to fuck someone and not worry about catching something because I they're fucking a, other yeah, people. I want a monogamous you know? casual. Monogamous casual would be. The ideal situation, oh, you know? I also just came up with the fucking Monogamous <laughs> casual. Casual monogamy? A casual Mono- monogamy. Whatever. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, well, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. Know? I mean, and I think the unfortunate thing is, is me and this one that I have, a, a we have a line that we will have sex. I feel we have not ruined enough things that I could say that to him. Yeah. Now, granted, that's taken a lot of my own self-growth to be able to be comfortable enough to be like, I, this is what I want. But I think he's mature enough to be like, oh, 
I'm totally down for that. Or it would, I think with me being comfortable, he would be comfortable enough to say, that's not me. Blah, blah, blah. It can be a one-time thing. But I think him and me are both the same thing. And like our jobs pull away so much from us that like dating's fucked us up anyways. So let's just do something casual. I honestly think Soho Boy would be, he had that opportunity and I think he wanted to have control. I really think a hundred percent that he, you always picked my brain on what I was doing for your insecurities. But if you, he ditched me cause he was getting laid by somebody else. I'm probably most likely. Yeah. I don't think anyone, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was going through his own mental health stuff. It's, it's been a, the last year has been fucking crazy for people. I'm willing to cut anyone slack. Right I will now. give you the, I will give you the benefit of the doubt, but you didn't handle yourself well, boo-boo. Yeah. I'm, and you literally popped up to tell me all the horrible things I did, and then... Yeah, see, he... The thing is, I was willing to give him slack when he popped back up, but then, like, as I hear more and more, I'm like, okay. He just sounds like a horny dude who, like, misses a good, like, fling that he had, but he's never... He, he doesn't want to put in the work for himself. Well, he's, he's too afraid... That you're going to want some sort of serious commitment or that he doesn't really, I shouldn't say afraid, but like subconsciously doesn't want a fucking commitment. He just wants to hang and bang, which if he just came out and said, I just want to fucking hang and bang, then you guys could talk about that. But yeah, I don't know. The, and the long term is, though, and the, I mean, the bigger picture is I don't trust him. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, if, if I, was, I think he's half of a liar, half of. Which half are you dealing with today? The liar or not? I think he's not honest with himself. And I think he's not directly honest because he's afraid of. I don't know what he's afraid of, but he's afraid of being honest and direct. And then he dodges it. I mean. And he causes half of his drama. I would say that a lot of times it is stressful. Um. To be honest and direct uh-huh. about things like that, because I don't know, you're afraid of maybe blowing what could be, but it's like it's going to eventually implode anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's if I've learned anything in the last few years, it's a lot easier to be honest and direct with someone like like I hung out with someone recently and like we like we're like kind of flirtatious, whatever. But like I'm just like kind of a flirtatious person mm-hmm. in general, always have been. Um, that's your dad. Eh, yeah. I mean, definitely they get that from my dad, just kind of a flirt. I mean, I don't know. It's fun. Um, <laughs> but like we hung out, had a good time. And then like afterwards, you know, we were talking and I just basically told her like, look, like I think you're really rad. I think you're cute. But like right now, like for me, I'm just looking for like platonic relationships. I'm not, not trying to like complicate anything with anyone right now because yeah i mean i don't know but i I, before i i think even just a couple years ago though i would have had a hard time telling someone that and then i think i would have ended up leading someone on Mm -hmm. um and then ultimately hurting their feelings so like man maybe i've been going through some some growth too this year i'm very proud of you i honestly i do feel like you being my close friend and us growing together has made me more aware of a male female relationship. Like Same. you've helped me give me visibility to like a male's perspective. Yeah. That's helped me realize how to communicate efficiently. Same. And, and, and likewise, like 
I, you always hounding me in the ear of like, just be, just be real, just be honest, just tell them the truth, just tell them exactly what you're thinking. It's just scary because like, we're groomed to think the opposite. That, and it's like, you know, like for instance, me telling someone who is being flirtatious with me, like, okay, now I got to like reassert and be like, look, I'm just like, I'm just in it for like a platonic relationship here. Like it's, it's scary. It's scary to like hurt someone's feelings mm-hmm. or to like let someone down. But ultimately, it definitely ends up being better in the long run. And like me and this person are friends now. Like we're ha- we hang out. Like we're we're friendly and like it's great. And like there's still a little bit of flirtation going on for sure. That's just my nature. But I mean, I feel a lot more comfortable now. At ease. Yeah, at ease. Like oh, we and can hang out and be friends. Yeah, yeah. And I mean. You know, anything could happen in the future. Who fucking knows with anything? But that's true. But I, I just like that's the thing that I've noticed a lot about me in the last, you know, couple years of being single is like I meet someone, we hit it off on like a date or two, and then I'm instantly like I'm just hanging out with this person, you know, and and I don't really get to know people and like develop a friendship with anyone. And like, I don't want to be that guy who doesn't have who. Oh, okay. Well, I've got you, but I mean, like, <laughs> for the most part, like, doesn't really have like any female friends in his circle that aren't like friends because you fuck them. No, well, no, oh. because they're like a dude's like I'm friends with girlfriend. Uh-huh. You know, like most of the time, most of the girls I'm friends with, I'm also friends with their boyfriend. Yeah, you know, it's like rare that I have like friendships with girls that aren't based around sexual attraction or like because they're like i said like honestly that's pretty much it i I don't know i mean so uh, i'm I'm gonna question you on that though is it most friendships because i i think of my male friendships right Mm -hmm. guys bag daddy and i are done (laughs) but that was upon me and him used to date. It was a compromise of, hey, whatever. And it ended up being like a situation that like he gave me the attention that I needed, but I wasn't really whatever. And he got the physical that he needed. Yeah. You helped me realize I got to assess that. I'm realizing that's no longer good for me. Yeah. It, it, it capped. Um, <laughs> reapproached in my life. Okay, we should bleep that out. Yeah, we're gonna bleep. We're gonna bleep his name. Uh, (laughs) Um, he came back. That relationship was we met on a dating site, and he doesn't believe in monogamy. We hooked up, and now it's like everything's off of like a compromise of dating. I feel like yeah, in my adult friendships of my male friends. Besides you, I have SJ that I. I'm st- slowly becoming friends with, but sometimes I question, and I'm sorry, SJ, but I think if I allowed it, you would. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- it's hard because I think, I think you and I have a weird situation that you're a cherub to me because like it's so far removed. Like that's not even like a thought process because like. I don't know if you guys have connected the dots, but 
Tony is my best friend's ex fiance. So like you're a cherub to me. Like you, you, you have Barbie, Barbie doll parts. I don't think of you like that. Like you're just a bro. And at least I got, if I got Barbie doll parts, that means I got a six pack. I'm looking good. I might not have a dick, but I am ripped. You got a good chest. You got there a good chest. Go. That's all I want. So I think our only adult relationships, friendships that are, two separate different sexes a compromise yeah yeah it's i mean the thing is is also i don't really typically meet people in Uh general let alone like single women but like unless unless i meet you through something work related or like you know, when I hang out down at like trash when they're open, like I meet people there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of natural. But for the most part, like especially right now, the only reason I meet any women is because I'm on a dating app. And I mean, like if this pandemic wasn't happening, I wouldn't be on the damn apps. Yeah. You know, I would be if I wanted to go we, out and we're like doing our gra- organic dating in 2021, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to wait till the pandemic's over to really <laughs> get granola with it. But. <laughs> When it happens, I'm going to get off the apps and because I just prefer meeting people in real life. Like if if I see a hot girl at the bar and she's making eye contact with me, I'm making eye contact with her. Then I feel comfortable to go up and talk, you know, and to be a slut. And if (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to just whore it up. But yeah, I did do math this week uh, i mean yesterday <laughs> wow congratulations i'm uh, fucking proud of you i made out with like almost 10 guys through 2020 so like i was like man it was a, it was a soft year but actually i mean i was enough people you almost got one a month almost maybe if i rethink it because i forgot a couple maybe i have 12 damn i'm proud of myself We'll report back with your numbers next week. I'll write a list. Also, we got to do our research on the sex toy that Camille left a message about. And we'll talk about that next week. And we'll week. play her uh, message. Thanks, Camille. Yeah, I appreciate you. your support. Uh, I, DM one of us your address and we'll send you a sticker. Yeah. And also, I hope that nature hears us when you're on your walks. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye, y'all.